Hello and welcome to Pokédex Pathfinders, where we explore the Pokédex at a leisurely pace. I'm Ben. And I'm Andy. On today's episode, we talk about numbers 50 and 51, the Diglett family. And we pitch new Pokéballs on this fan-submitted hypothetical. Let's get to it. Alright, we start off with number 50 on a very special episode today. I'm really trying to hold back my truly genuine, unironic <laughs> excitement, like... <laughs> it's hard to not be excited for uh show favorite pokemon here starting off with number 50 we have diglett it is the mole pokemon it is ground type i just want to start off with one of my favorite things about yes it is the mole pokemon but i really wish that they had named it the whack-a-mole pokemon. i was gonna say you mean the whack-a-mole pokemon because it's also <laughs> it's, not, it's also not even remotely the mole pokemon no drillbur is the mole pokemon drillbur is but, an know. accurate mole poke this is the whack-a-mole poke <laughs> well i i guess i'll get into the origin then of this thing I thought this was pretty cool that in Hia Hia City, which is in Sun and Moon, you can find Morimoto and he says that he made up Diglett when he was a kid. Okay. This is probably like one of the first pokes for real. Yeah, he was probably, he was sitting around in elementary school. I do love the idea of all of Pokemon just being bugs that this uh, guy found around his neighborhood and some birds flying over and uh, apparently games from the arcade. Yeah, he went to Chuck E. Cheese and he was playing Whack-A-Mole <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh my God, this could be, what if these were real? I want to talk about my biggest question for this poke. Are the rocks part of the Pokemon around the base? All right. So this is like where <laughs> this Pokemon gets so snarky all of a sudden. No. I mean, clearly the Pokemon is the whack-a-mole, but it would be really <laughs> weird. It would be weird if it was just a floating whack-a-mole. It would give away the whole illusion. So it's just perpetually drawn with dirt around it. Because that's because that's where it lives. But people always have to be like that, that they're like, no, it spawns dirt wherever it is or, you know, things like that. But no, man, they just had to draw it that way. I know it definitely is like the original Sprite has the the rocks and the stuff around it because they had to signify that it's coming out of the ground. And since then, it's been like, well, it was part of the Sprite. It has to be part of the poke. Anything that was part of the Sprite is part of the poke. But I'm trying to think of any other any other poke where it has like something about its environment included in its sprite. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't really count, but Farfetch'd carries its little onion, you know, its green uh, onion stock. I, <laughs> I wouldn't just, say that it's like a biological part of Farfetch'd. <laughs> uh, we've also seen that the parasect, the bug body, the crab body is oh, not yeah, actually... Oh yeah, the mushroom is always carrying its dead carcass <laughs> with it wherever it goes, like a, like a fucking teddy bear. So... <laughs> <laughs> Come play with us, parasect. <laughs> is the gravel around the base of Diglett just the same thing as the crab in a parasect? I mean, ultimately... Well, yes and no. I mean, it's not like the Diglett can control the ground so yes and no no but i mean this pokemon is just one of those where the majority of it is hidden underground it just has a bit of mystery majority of what what is it what is under there that i was gonna ask you that is it like a whole thing <laughs> under there there Personally, is references go ahead no no I, I was gonna say for me i feel like it's maybe just like some little arms and some little legs under there but i know that people have endlessly speculated of what it might be there are references in universe to it having feet there you go my biggest question 
you say it can have arms it can have whatever you know body parts under there how does this thing dig i mean maybe it's also just maybe it's an endless tube maybe it's just a tube that extends forever so it uses kind of like a I don't know. It's like like a, a drain snake. You know, it's just kind of like that. It just kind of <laughs> spins. It's, it's like the earth has a tapeworm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't want to jump into memes this quick, but there's one where it's a, it's a diglet, but it's actually a gigantic diglet. And what you are truly seeing are the fingers of the diglet. And each digit is a diglet that pokes up out of the ground. Is it like the tongue of an Alaskan bullworm? Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, how deep does the diglet iceberg really go? What if the diglet that you see, like the, the part of the diglet that we know... What if that is like the the little lantern thing that the angler oh, yeah. fish use the in de- the deep it's the ocean? Decoy. And they're like, yeah, yeah, come come uh, fight with this thing. Yeah, you can you can totally take it on. And then under it, it's like a worm from the movie Dune. <laughs> okay, so the the diglet's like popping up out of the ground, and then it goes down, and then the shy hulu just swallows you whole. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes up. I'm gonna give a spoiler for something that really I would have talked about for the whole family, but it's completely impossible to avoid. This is like my favorite part of Diglett and one of my favorite things about Pokemon in general, and it applies to this whole family. It just clearly makes no sense and it doesn't really work, but it doesn't have to. That like that's the fun and you just like don't think too hard about it and you're like, oh whatever. It it's just the little thing is sticking out of the ground. There is probably more underneath, but like it's not important. Oh, and that's the best part about Diglett is that you go down to only eight inches and it's just it just vanishes. It's just a question mark. <laughs> Even in its Pokeball, like it doesn't we don't know what's in there because clearly it's in there while you're carrying it around. And then when you let it go to battle for you, it's back in the ground. So if this thing is gigantic underground, how do you get it into a Pokeball? And if it's digging up from underground, if Wailer you throw it on the ground, shouldn't it have to dig under the ground and pop back up? Yeah, it's got to go back under. Yeah, it has to immediately like go back under, pop right back up. So you have to throw the entire dune worm out of the Pokeball. It has to burrow back underground and then poke one little digit, one little phalange uh, back up to battle. And nobody notices and nobody even thinks that hard about it. I love the idea that people are battling and just kind of like staring uh, like all right let's let's make <laughs> Look sure look away we can so do- diglett can go back under we don't want to we don't want to give away the mystery here diglett's a little gun shy we got to make sure that it's comfortable and uh we don't want to <laughs> give him any stage fright let's let him have his time to set up and <laughs> set up the ad- adorable little uh half a hot dog he's got sticking out it's perfect uh, but i will say that there's there's a 100% chance that that Pokeball has a little bit of dirt in it at any given time. Or do you think that, like, the Pokeball just scoops the entire dirt with it? I'm still posing, oh, yeah. I love the idea of the dirt or the rock pile, whatever you want to call it, around the Diglett. I love the idea of that being part of the poke. <laughs> so <laughs> It's flat. It just sits on the ground with that. Like, that's its feet. It actually doesn't dig at all. It's like not even, it doesn't go that far into the Earth's surface. Because no. the, its rock molecules just kind of bond to the earth. Yeah. Oh, because like, this is made of ground cells. So thank you. Now you are catching <laughs> on. Since this is a ground, like it, it would be like I don't know. It'd be like if I just put my hand on the ground. Except well, yeah, my except you'd my have hand to use your ground made, molecules. Yeah, to form with the ground. <laughs> but, all right. So it's like pouring dirt on dirt. It's like if 
I were a whack-a-mole. Is there something you want to tell me? Is this a fantasy you've been having for a while? All I know is from these from these memes, pretty much everybody is fantasizing about being a diglet. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, God. What part of the diglet do they want to be, though? I mean, look, for all intents and purposes, this is all of diglet. That's all I'm willing to say, is that what we see in the picture is the entirety of diglet. All I'm willing to say is that I'm glad you referenced the diglet being a finger. Um, (laughs) I still want to ask two questions and I want your, your best guess here. How does it dig and how does it eat? Well, it eats through its large gaping mouth. I mean, it's got a big old red (laughs) mouth with a tooth. So, so are we establishing that as the, the baseline here? I love the idea of that being the mouth. The only reason I want to not establish that as our baseline is because there is a specific card that I am thinking of that I want to point out later that would not allow it to be its mouth. No, I, I know it's a nose. I think that it probably has a little mouth under the nose. Like you just can't see it because it's covered by the nose. So it probably eats through there. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, I was like, okay, does this thing just like twist through the ground? And is that like maybe it's just like a, a spiraling vortex? It twirls it's so around smooth. its own axis. Around its own axis. See, that's what I'm saying though. Since it's so smooth at the top part, that's like the pilot bit in a hole saw. And then the I know a pilot bit isn't smooth. People listening and w- woodworker are woodworkers large, are in shambles from this explanation. Are, are large <laughs> woodworking contingency that we have uh, on this show. No, I, I I'm thinking that like the head acts as a pilot bit, and then the rocks, which are a part of it, that's like as it spins violently. That's actually what's cutting out all the dirt out of the way and boring the hole. Yeah, I would say this is probably spinning. I don't like to think that this thing has so much force that it's just moving forwards, just destroying everything in its path. All right, well, would you rather talk about a lowland diglet or get into some game data? I guess we can touch on a lowland diglet since we're just talking about the way the way that they look. But I do just want to point out first that I just found it interesting that it said that farmers use diglets because they till the field for them. It specifically mentions that diglet droppings enrich the soil. And I don't think we have ever had reference to Pokemon poop, ever. Do you think that these things just have a, uh, like a cloaca? And it's just like, that's where they eat and poop from? And that's why... Oh, no. Oh, my God. Is the red thing just a... Oh, no. (laughs) Please, no. (laughs) All, All I know is that... Farmers like Diglett Poop, and I have never heard of anybody in Pokemon using the bathroom, to be honest. <laughs> what do you think it is when you go into the Pokemon? <laughs> Look, that was always my very first thought was when Ash was like living outside and stuff. I was like, where do these guys use the bathroom? Where do they take a shower? He was young enough that it isn't uh, you know, of concern. Once he rolls 25, all those uh, trainers in their late 20s going, going forwards. When I, when I was 10, I was concerned. That, that's all I know. I was like, where am I going to use the bathroom when I'm out there? <laughs> I would be like, yeah, I'm not going more than like five steps away from that Poké Center. We need uh, need a bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) The only other random fact that I have is that Drudagon, uh, it's a predator of Diglett. So I hate Drudagon now. Okay, good. I have uh, a note for Doug Trio that I was going to talk about here. Spoiler alert. uh, That says Drudagon is the natural predator of Diglett. Doug Trio and is now officially the show's least favorite Pokemon. It's on the shit list. Yeah. It surpassed Garchomp in being awful. Chudigon's crap. Um speaking of it it, it burrowing though, I there the fire red Pokedex entry states that it leaves raised earth in its wake, making it easy to spot. I saw this really interesting thing uh 
this past summer I was out in Wyoming and there's these little uh, animals that are like a they have a, like a little of rodent out there. Yeah, there's actually diglets out there. No, there's a there's a, a small rodent. It's almost like a smaller marmot, and they dig through the ground and they leave these like little dirt trails, and they look like just little dirt poops like all over and but they're in like this huge line and I, I just thought it was like an interesting I really thought that there was nothing scientific scientific about Diglett but apparently there's something now that's one for one jumping off point Diglett has everything it has design it has interesting Pokemon aspects to it Save good design it language family. bio info <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It I, has everything. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the more of everything that it has, and that is it's a lowland form, which is a lowland diglet, of course. This is the perfect adaptation of a poke. I really liked this because re- it's so simple, variant. but it actually makes sense. It's like when you look at it, you're like, this is derpy, but it right. does make sense. So it is ground and steel type, and for a while, it was like, why steel type? The steel type is an adaptation of this poke to be able to get through the volcanic rock of the Alolan Islands. Yes. Look at this. More real-world biology. This thing is adapting to the environment around it and growing steel molecules over time (laughs) because, and I'm throwing it out here, diglets that had the mutation of that steel of the steel molecules were able to burrow easier and so they didn't get eaten by the piece of shit drudagons on that island exactly so that is it like that would be an amazing evolutionary advantage leading to survival and long-term reproduction and benefits into the gene pool if you're able to dig and the other diglets are just sitting there going like just chilling on the surface playing whack-a-mole like a bunch of fools on the surface exactly now the hair is actually based off of a real phenomenon in hawaii which i thought was cool too that's not hair well it is hair it's called pele's hair and this is a volcanic form oh you wanted me to save this for the real hair no, 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 no. I'm saying the things on top are not hair. They're whiskers. That is, uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of trouble remembering that these are whiskers, that they are like a cat's whiskers, not like tufts of hair off the top of its head. Apparently, they can help monitor the surroundings and communicate, which, again, the perfect specimen. <laughs> this is an apex organism right here. This is an peak apex. evolution. <laughs> this is an apex whack-a-mole. No, but it, it's... Pele's hair, which is a thin volcanic glass that forms near the volcanoes in Hawaii. That's where they got the inspiration for it. I thought that was pretty cool. A volcanic glass? Volcanic glass. And it does look like hair. Oh, my God. Okay. This whole time, I thought it was volcanic grass. I mean, that makes more sense. Volcanic glass I thought it was does a not. It doesn't make sense, but it's pretty cool. I don't know the conditions under which it's formed, but... No, you're right. That's really... That's even cooler. God. It does look like hair, though. Diglett just gets cooler every single day. (laughs) The more that we learn. No, I I did not know about this phenomenon, but it's based off of, well, it's named after Pele, who is the goddess of volcanoes and fire and is said to be the creator of the Hawaiian Islands. And that makes sense that if it's something like this hard glass, that would be amazing for burrowing. Exactly. So they, they really went with it. So instead of being... Yeah, volcanic. It, it turned it into like 
Yeah, they, I mean, they just pokified it and made it steel. Also, uh, more evolutionary adaptations that may have helped its survival. The dark body, uh, the the black part of it, may be a reference to the volcanic sand. <laughs> you're you're referring to the to the dirt that's around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part of it. <laughs> you really th- <laughs> that's part of the poke. You right? threw me off saying that its body. <laughs> No, the the the, the base. No, of it. I, yeah, I'm it. not disagreeing. <laughs> I I was just visualizing something different in my head. <laughs> but yeah, I was talking about the, the the bottom of the body of it. You know, it's the the black rock area. Yeah, the the roots part of it. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about uh, before we move into game data for either one of the Diglets? Diglet does get its own filler episode in the anime, which I found oh, fun. Oh, please tell me. Now this episode, I mean, I vaguely remember it. It, it probably was not very good, but it was called Dig Those Diglet. And a construction crew is trying to get our trainers to exterminate the Diglets in exchange for stay at a resort. The Diglets... Diglet dig, Diglet dig. Yes, exactly. Uh, the Diglets were actually just planting trees. So, nice job, guys. Very bad say, optics. They're kind of environmentalists as well. Yeah, pretty uncool. And uh, this, is, this is the episode where Ekans and Coughing evolve, which is pretty cool. So, let's talk about some game data for it then. Quick note, reference to the whack-a-mole side of things, this poke has incredibly high speed stats. Just saying. Of course. Are whack-a-mole even still around? Like, could you? can you still play whack-a-mole in arcades? Okay. I'm going to go on a completely un-Pokemon-related tangent here. Why is every arcade you go into, everything is completely digital now? Like, this is my old man rant of, like, <laughs> I don't want to play a digital game. I, like... Every time I go into an arcade, which is usually like a crappy Dave and Buster's or something, it's like just a bunch of machines with video games. Like, dude, I can do that at home. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I feel like it used to be two different things. Like there'd be the boardwalk games where it was more mechanical, like whack-a-mole. And then yeah. there would be like arcades, you know, where you'd go play video games. But I, I, want, I agree. Dave and Buster should at least have a few whack-a-mole based games. I want like whack-a-mole and skee-ball and like the moving basketball hoop and like. Why the hell hasn't Pokemon just licensed a whack-a-mole game where you smack Diglets? All right, I, I'm, I, I am emailing Pokemon <laughs> as we speak Dear right now. That Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> You you are you are not wrong. I am offering you the deal of a lifetime. <laughs> Seriously, I feel like especially right now. I don't know. I'd play that. To be fair, anything that has Pokemon licensing on it, I'm gonna yeah, go. I'll play it. The hell is that? <laughs> they got us hook, line, and sinker. But that would be a good way to bring back something being kind of uh, like an analog or mechanical style game and. I just don't want to go somewhere and play video games. Like, okay, fine. You'd have the, the game where you you have to point the gun. Yeah, I like ones where it has a peripheral. Like, if you're sitting in a racing chair. I can, or I can live you, with you that stuff. you have to stuff. use, like, I mean, a, still yeah, like a toy of, gun. Yeah, it's still kind of a video game. Like, a mix of that and, like, like skee-ball and whack-a-mole and the basketball hoop and stuff like that. Or, like, the thing where you, you hit it and you try to get it to go. And air hockey and stuff like that. But like oh, the, old, the old strongman thing where you have to hit the bell. Hell yeah. And I don't want a digital bell. Bring I that want it to back. <laughs> I want to hear a real ding. This is my this is my old man yelling at the clouds thing. Uh, yeah, last time I went into an arcade, they literally had Guitar Hero, and I was like, "That's Ew. not an arcade game. Ew. That's just a video game." Bring back fun county fair games. <laughs> Moving back to the perfect <laughs> organism. Yeah, so, here. anyways. So anyway, Diglett's Cave. 
Diglett has its own cave. That's how important Diglett is. And seriously, and my favorite part about Diglett's cave is that they put it right next to Lieutenant Surge. Boom, got him. Uh, it also it connects Route 2 and Route 11, so it's really it's very convenient in the game as well. Thank you, Diglett. And clearly they burrowed it out because they were like, hey, you Oh, need, they made the cave. Yeah, you need convenience in your life. Diglett Seriously, is just, it's always caring about you, you know? If I owned a Diglett in real life, I bet that it would, without me having to ask, be like, I built you this tunnel to work. All right. If Diglett did, if you did have a Diglett and it was on the second floor of your house, would you be able to see it down below? Or would the dirt only be popping out of the second floor? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm telling you. That's how, like, you can be in a gym fighting somebody else or like in a rocket hideout clearly if i go into the pokemon mansion down in cinnabar and i'm on the second floor and i put a diglet out it's gonna pop out and it's gonna have the little ground stuff little around dirt. it because <laughs> it has ground cells because ground that cells. is part of the pokemon diglet also has certain because of the fact that it's coming out of the ground it has really weird ways that it, it interacts with the world Diglett is immune to the move telekinesis because the whole point of telekinesis is it lifts its target out of the ground for three turns. So it just doesn't work because the physics can't be comprehended by mortal man. I, <laughs> why can you why can you seismic toss a Diglett? I mean, you shouldn't be able to. I mean, you never would be able to because if it's fantastic move, dig. <laughs> <laughs> it is also immune to all electric types. I Diglett, or I'm sorry, Doug Trio. I have some more notes on the the typing advantages that it has and some of the strategies that you can use it in game. I'll save oh, I'll, it for that. Oh yeah, I'll get into that later. But two notes on the game. One shiny Diglett looks like when you used to have the original high def cords for an Xbox. Uh, before HDMI was really a thing, you could switch the color cables and it would just make red and blue switched and it just looks like that. <laughs> I, I, I was a PlayStation kid, so... Uh, Ew. Also, rules. for my my favorite, uh, well, I guess least favorite game here of uncomfortable breeding pairs, um, everything. <laughs> just all of it. You should not be breeding with a whack-a-mole. How dare you? The <laughs> Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen a whack-a-mole machine at the arcade and been like, nice. Yeah. And how are you even going to get to it? It's all underground. Ex no, it's sitting on the ground. What are you not getting about this? <laughs> <laughs> but three that I wanted to point out of being the worst, and that would be Lucario, Zoroark, no. and no, Whale no, no. Lord. They put Whale Lord in there to make you upset. Like, that's worse than when than with Skitty. Because this thing is Ew. eight this thing is eight inches tall. This thing is, is nothing. <laughs> and I know eight inches. <laughs> I knew that I knew that, that joke would drop at some point. <laughs> now I know my wife will listen to this episode. I don't know eight inches. <laughs> Diglett has plenty of height. Okay, we'll we'll say that. More, it's not more, the size way of more the than enough. <laughs> Actually, some people prefer a more average size Diglett. Yeah, some people want shorter Diglets. There is such a thing as too much Diglett. I'm just saying. Right, so anyways, uh, Diglett <laughs> does have the lowest HP of all pokes other than Shedinja, which I thought was cool. But, you know, you can't be perfect. I mean, you know, it, it's small. So uh, it has low I think HP. It does, I, I think it's one of those things where, like, it is perfect the way it is. It just, you know, it showed it had to be unique. Yeah, it did that just to just to do it to him. Well, is there anything else you uh, you wanted to talk about for Diglett before we 
talk about some cards and move on to our Lord and Savior. I mean, I could talk about them forever, but we might as well get into these wonderful cards. <laughs> There's too many to talk about. Where the fuck do we real, begin? <laughs> there are way too many cards to talk about. I, I will bring up the first one because this is, holds a very significant place for me, and it's okay. Base Set Diglett. I also have that one. The art is weird. And the okay. texture on the fur looks like an actual whack-a-mole. I would just like to say, I I literally wrote down, it's like, it stood out so much in that set, and I feel like they set a precedent of just like, every set, they were like, if there's a diggy in it, just make it weird. It's gotta be weird. Now, this card does hold an extra special place, though, because back in elementary school, before I really knew what Pokemon was, I saw all my friends playing cards. Shout out Riderwood. Yep, shout out Riderwood. This, I... This was my first ever Pokemon card. Really? This right here. A random kid. I remember before I asked my parents for cards, I just wanted some of my own. And one of my friends was like, I got a few of these. Here, take this. And this was my first ever Pokemon card. Was it Was it me? I mean, potentially. After all these years. It was just <laughs> After me. all this time, you gave me the Diglett. Hit your notable cards for this guy. All right. I mean, there are some notable cards. But yep. Team Rocket, we've got our first G Max confirmed. This is the this is the original G Max. Uh, this is a gigantic Diglett busting out of a skyscraper with and South Park style art. Exactly, it's in the South Park universe for this one. <laughs> it sent a car flying. There's springs under this building. I mean, this it's it's everything. It's everything you'd ever need in a in a Pokemon card. All right, next one. I think we're gonna have all the same ones. I'll let you say this one. I don't want to take them all. All right, I'm gonna because <laughs> I with, know which one you're gonna say. <laughs> I, is it Darkness Ablaze? Oh no, it's not. Darkness Ablaze. Is, oh, I'm saving the best for last. <laughs> Darkness Ablaze <laughs> is literally standing on a shrine to itself. It has a angrily, glint in its eye. Angrily demanding worship. <laughs> It says, I'm here. That's right, me. You're, you're next one, because they're all so good. Oh, I, don't, I only have one true one left, but I mean, they're all good. There's there's Brock's Diglett, which is just in a field, and it has rock coloration because it respects Brock's types, you know? Nice, nice. You know, he is respectful like that, and he uh, acknowledges other Pokemon's types and yeah, their pronouns. Yeah, he says... He says, I am a ground type, but you clearly don't know that. So that's fine. You know, we'll put rocks around here and I'll be in the rock gym. <laughs> he just thinks Brock is too stupid to realize. I mean, ground and rock should just be earth type. They but are the whatever. same thing. That's, that's for, a different, for a different time. Skyridge looks like a duck. <laughs> Skyridge has a bill on it. Like, it's not even a nose. It is a bill. That thing can quack. <laughs> And the final one, I, I, I have to uh, snipe it from you here, and that is Crystal Guardians, the old sweaty diglet. Sweaty diglet. This just didn't need to be anything. Like, they didn't have to do this, but they did. And it is an old sweaty diglet. He is quite nervous that those waves are going to hit him uh, for a good reason. This is kind of an expensive diglet, 42 cents average on tcg player i mean worth every pretty, penny it's pretty premium i i just love <laughs> how wacky the art is they just had a lot of, of fun with this one they seriously are like just just be weird Ooh, look at the fire red leaf green it's wrinkly at the bottom which i don't like but it is just really mad that is an angry diglet oh that's so awkward looking it looks like <laughs> it's all wrinkly at the bottom it looks like there's like a a softball under like 
a piece of cloth. This is like a true sock puppet. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about him. Number 51, Doug Trio. Listener, we just have to say there is a large chance that we will repeatedly be referring to it as Doug Tree Bro. And I right, apologize well, so for that. Here's the distinction Doug Trio is the regular one, standard issue Doug Trio. Doug Tree Bro is a lowland Doug Trio, which we will get into later. That is correct. So if you hear us refer to Doug Trio, it is a Canto one. And if you hear Doug Tree Bro, you are now informed you're in the loop. Sometimes I will use them interchangeably, but I'll try not to. Doug Trio evolves at level 26. It is also the mole Pokemon, it is also ground type. Listeners, this is this is our show mascot. The, we have stickers made up with our own Doug Tree Bros, and they are singing into the microphone. It is a Glorious. beautiful sticker, and we it's made beautiful. it ourselves, and we have several of them, and we want to send you one. So send us on Instagram. Send us an idea for a hypothetical, and we will mail you a sticker, and it will have a glorious Doug Tree Bro singing into a microphone. I guess it's podcasting. Or hey, it's even singing. just uh, tell us your favorite Doug Trio memory. <laughs> we should do a whole episode. <laughs> we should do a whole episode sharing Doug Trio memories. My favorite times with Doug Trio. Doug Trio, I mean, of course, it's it's just three diglets standing near each other. <laughs> it is. But, it is the laziest <laughs> but so far. And I is, love it. <laughs> this is one of my favorite or early Pokemon traditions that unfortunately they ditched of... You just take the Pokemon you already have, and then you take more than one of them, and boom, you have your evolution. <laughs> I know. It's so good. It's so simple, but, like, it works, but it shouldn't. I always and loved it. I mean, it, it, it is stupid. I, I won't say oh, yeah. that it's good, but it's very stupid, but it also works. That's the same. That's what I was talking about, like, with the family of, like, it shouldn't work, but it works. It, it has the right design language, and... It doesn't really make any sense, but it doesn't have to make sense. But it leaves this you speculating. Pokemon didn't, it didn't make sense to begin with, so it no. has no basis that it needs. It's not It's not a poisonous moth. It's not a parasitic fungus. We, we were kind of uh, speculating on the last one, like, uh, I mean, because, you know, duh, we know what's coming up next. But we were kind of speculating, like, okay, we're getting out of the bugs. We're getting into, this is the middle third of all the pokes here. And we are finally moving away from, this has... The only real world translation is a whack-a-mole machine. Cool. These are these are the salad days. This is like to take the edge off of all those horrible things that you've had to deal with <laughs> thus far. It's like, I don't know, whack-a-mole, you know? It's just something just to ease just to ease up, to keep you in to keep you on that journey. It's funny. It looks like a freaking pack of hot dogs. Like it's a pack <laughs> of angry hot dogs sticking Especially out of the Especially because the one in the back is really tall to, so that it can <laughs> fit in the frame. <laughs> They are all of varying heights. So oh, yeah. that just lends to my theory that these extend infinitely below because <laughs> they just create their heights based off of where the other ones are standing. So, all right. Is it three dune worms? Is it one diglet that split into three at the top? Or is it one diglet just found two others and they decided that we're all one poke now. Well, I'll tell you the official answer, but really it is just three muscular men embracing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there is an official answer because there have, 
original Pokedex entries said that it's three Diglets that join together, but more recent Pokedexes are saying it's a single Diglet that split into three. I don't think there is an official answer. Like, I think they only did that because it does not make sense if it's three that just started hanging out together and became roommates. Because yeah, especially if you if you have one of these in your party and evolve it, where the hell do the other two come from? Well, exactly, and. Like, it would have made sense if it was, like, if you catch three Diglett, they will evolve into a Dugtrio. That makes sense. But that's not what happens. So you have to say, it's like from SpongeBob when he always talks about reproduced by budding. I think of it as that. It's like the Diglett sprouted two additional Diglett. Which I would agree. I think it is one Diglett sprouts two other bodies. It's like a freaking starfish. I'd still really prefer to think that this is just what happens when three Diglets are close enough. But I like I know the that. idea that it like it splits. It's like I don't know. It's like you got one hot dog and you walk back into the kitchen later and you open the fridge and oh my god, there's three. All of a sudden, it's a hot dog party. It's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a starfish hot dog. It's all you ever need in life. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you always float the theory that like they try to replace or do another version of a poke later. And I would just like to say that I believe Doug Trio was the inspiration for Hydreigon. Oh, okay. That could definitely make sense. <laughs> that see that see, I thought you were gonna say Vanillux. That's where I thought you were going with No, it. I think Hydreigon they clearly stole it from so You said uh, it different from me, so that I had to really think about who you were talking about. How do you say it? I say I just say Hydreigon. But it's dry like German. No, I know that I'm incorrect. I'm just this is just how I say it. No. I'm not saying well, Hydreigon every time. Yeah, it's Hydreigon. Look, it's whatever it is, it's a sock puppet. Like it's one dragon. It's one with two sock puppets in each <laughs> one in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It is just one dragon with two. <laughs> All right, so they did continue the tradition. I was out here thinking that they didn't. But they did. So we, yeah, we have the snow just, cone. Is this just the one? Dragons. Is this just one hot dog holding two hot dogs? No, I'd still like to think that this is three. This is three people. This is three so things. It's three completely set. Like they think for themselves and everything. They re- well, no, they they share a body and they think the same thoughts. That that is confirmed. They act they act as one unit. So I guess they do combine somewhere underneath. They only have know, one the unit. <laughs> they act as one unit. Oh, fair enough. But to answer your question, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Yellow's Pokedex states that it can burrow at 60 miles an hour and Crystal says it can dig 60 miles underground. Okay. Now we're just being ridiculous. I, I These Pokedex entries have just gotten so absurd and I'm, I'm just kind of like loving more and more the idea of either 10 year olds just being so amped or just Professor Oak is completely messing with them and like, oh yeah, totally. It's like explaining things to a kid that you know nothing about. I'd like to think that Officer Jenny just bought one of those radar guns and was like, I'm going to clock these things near the Diglett cave and just stood near it, held out the radar gun and was like, oh, 60 miles an hour. If they're digging, how is how do you measure it? Feeling. All right, fair enough. I'll take it. <laughs> you know, you know when something's going 60 miles an hour. <laughs> 
it's it feels close enough i feel like he's doing appropriate highway speeds but also 60 miles underground give me a break i'm just saying like have we already hit lava by that point can diglett or i'm sorry can doug trio handle lava yes okay. actually no not no not the steel type well we're not talking about that one yet you said diglett we, t- we talked about a little in diglett well is there anything else you want to talk about specific to doug trio before we discuss doug tree bro uh not for biology we can move on to the biology of Doug Tree Bro. Oh, please hit me with it. This is just a Doug Trio, except that it has beautiful blonde hair. I was going to say, this is the most gorgeous Pokemon. I don't know if this was in the Pokedex or where they got this from, but according to Bulbapedia, Alolan Doug Trio is the feminine deity of the earth. And taking its hairs is thought to be bad luck. Oh, it is bad luck. It's definitely bad luck. Okay, I, I accept that. I would not <laughs> want to take. It's too precious. I mean, what would you even use to cut it? You would, you'd you break your scissors trying to cut it. Yeah, we're talking like Galadriel levels of getting hair here. Come on. So it's a reference to Pele's curse, which is the belief that anything native to Hawaii that is taken brings bad luck. But apparently this does not go back that far. This was from roughly like 20th century. And it was thought that this just came about because of tourists, that people just started making that up, which makes sense. Like, clearly you should not take things off of an island take only pictures leave only footprints peace no but like seriously if you're taking stuff from like a natural landscape because it's so pretty you're kind you're kind of an idiot <laughs> like, yeah, you're being a dick <laughs> this is so nice i want to ruin it uh, i i do find it fun though that also the doug trio make or the doug tree bro sorry they each make sure that they have individual haircuts so one of them has like a bowl cut one of them has short hair and one has the really long flowing hair so one of them one of them looks like he-man they're all they all look like he-man <laughs> it's just different versions of he-man it's different versions it is the most beautiful stylish poke that we have covered to date i mean also i would love the idea i wish that going forward uh, i'm sad they didn't do anything for um galar i i really wish that they would every region just gets a new doug trio with a different hairstyle <laughs> with different hair Ooh, in the in galar they could have like the punk rock team yell looks yeah, like they, they could all have, the have like a mohawk <laughs> and one should have like a mullet or something yeah that would be good oh it could be a ground dark type I'm, and it could be peers pokemon i'm writing pokemon again i gotta make sure that they <laughs> we need to know the, <laughs> we need them to know all of this after they finish making the uh the Doug Tree Bro Whack-A-Mole game. Big Poke better be listening. Big Poke is always listening. Well, good, because they they owe us. And that's why every card we talk about ends up being so expensive. I'm looking at you, 40-cent sweaty diglet. <laughs> We're driving up the cost of sweaty diglets as we speak. <laughs> I actually I don't really have that much to comment on a Lowland Doug Trio. It's just... No, I mean, it's just literally Doug Trio <laughs> with wigs on it. Like That's literally... And you know that somebody pitched it and they were like, that is just so ridiculous that it works. It just I'm works. not going to lie. This was one of those things where like the first time I saw it, I was like, what the hell is that? And then it's just like the more I sat with it, the more I was like, you know what? It's the perfect idea for a regional variant because Diglett and Doug Trio, the original ones. Like I said, they make no sense and they don't have to because they're just silly and it's no. fun and it's like. They're they're kind of world building. They're just kind of funny. It's like it's a good introduction of like normal animal stuff doesn't have to make sense here. It's just fun. It's silly. Don't think too much about it. And I think that Doug Tree Bro is a good example of doing a regional forum where they're like, just have fun with it. 
it doesn't oh, have yeah. to make sense. Look at it. It's got beautiful golden locks of metal hair. No, and I'll get into it later, but that really is the coolest part of these alternate forms is they use them as just a way to take Pokemon that people just either do not care about or are just lazy designs. Not for Diglett, but for some of the other ones. They make them cool. They make people care about them again. You know, nobody really cared about Voltorb, and all of a sudden they've got people talking about Voltorb again. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's a good way to uh, to spruce something up. All right, well, is there anything else you want to talk about for Doug Trio before we get into cards and the family as a whole? I just wanted to mention the shiny. I, I don't remember if the shiny is the same, but I like that the shiny is just blue noses. And in gold and silver, the dirt looked like it was also blue. I don't know if that was just a mistake, uh, you know, in the way that the color shows up, but I thought it looked cool. Well, that's because it's... Uh part of the poke like it's only yeah, helping but the other point. ones the other ones didn't have that i just thought it was cool that gold and silver does this if the shiny has uh, a slightly different tinted dirt saying. oh I, I get i get your drift doug trio also has the highest base speed of ground types started from the bottom now we hear like we went from like the lowest hp to the highest speed yeah so let's talk about the the game a little bit for it this thing it it has really good speed Meh for the rest of the stats, honestly. But it is resistant to normal flying, rock, bug, steel, psychic, dragon, fairy, and immune to poison and psychic. And there's other moves out there that just don't work on it. Honestly, if you combine the immunities and the resistance with dig and the speed, you're bound to get an attack off first and you use dig you pretty much become impervious and you can just keep doing annoying shots oh, yeah. at your opponent. Like it's, it's got a really good move pool too. No, when I, when I had yellow and I was doing my first or second playthrough, I caught a Doug trio both times in the Diglett cave. And I had it on my team for the elite four. Anytime I was going in always because of dig, cause it was a fast move. It was evasive and you could always use this to do it like an, an ending knockout if you needed to. I would sometimes use this as a lead Pokemon just to start, like, chipping away, doing some damage. But this could be your anchor if you needed it to be also. This could be the one that comes in and, like, cleans up. And I don't remember what they call that in competitive, but this is the one that that can do that. It acts as, like, you could use Sucker Punch for it now. You know, that move that just gets in quick. You just need to do a little bit of damage. I gotta admit, I never really used it that much in-game. It was normally... Go grab one of these to play against Surge, and then yeah, I may hold on to it a little bit after that, and then I may dump it. Ground was the like the secret good type because especially true, when you're a true. kid, you're like, you're like ground. I'm not using ground type. That's dirt. But ground is a very strong type in the games. Well, is there anything else you wanted to say for uh, Doug Trio before we talk about some cards to wrap it up? No, I think we, we we've paid a good tribute. We got some getting into the cards for Doug Trio. We got some. Regal poses going on. Oh, there are some powerhouse cards yet again. I'm going to start us with Lost Thunder, the Clay Alolan Dugtrio. That is the original Dugtree, bro. It is Clay. This is this is one of my favorite cards of all time. I'm just throwing it out. This is a certified hood classic. Like this is incredible. And then also, I'd like to say uh, Chilling Rain, a a more recent one. Literally, it's just an angry, swirling pack of hot dogs. It looks especially hot doggy in the artwork for that. Oh, one. I do not understand this because it's like they're using their rapid strike ability. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense either. But they're using their rapid strike ability to make like ghost water versions of themselves. 
Like, what are they doing? I don't know what's going on with that one. Why don't you hit me with a couple cards? So I, I was just very surprised by how it's the newer Doug Trios that are imp- impressing me for this one. I just like that if you look at Platinum, that's got to be the longest of the du- of the Doug Trios I've ever seen. Like, that thing is sticking at least a foot or two out of the ground. That is the longest diglet. It is so long. That is that is like half a hot dog. It's a lo- that's a long diglet. Of course, I have to bring up the Team Rocket one because it's like it's like it's doing a hit job for Giovanni. This thing went up in somebody's house. So I guess that does answer my question of what it would be like if it popped up in the second floor. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And I was like, man, this thing would be like the perfect uh, like bank robber poke. And that's what he uses it for. That's what it's alluded to, at least on these trainers, is that he's using this thing to like get in places. Yeah, that would. I mean, it also terrifying that you're sitting in your room and surprise there is a Doug Trio popping up through the floor. Boom, got him. I got one. Crystal Guardians, lot to unpack. It is sweaty. It is sweaty. It is some crazy art and some stressed and wacky looking faces. I mean, this is kind of another take on original Sweaty Diglett of where it's clearly popped out in the wrong spot and it somehow found itself by the ocean again. And another one I have, uh, Sky Ridge. They stuck consistent with that art as well. It is three ducks. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely drawn by the same guy. So we also have to talk about what I would consider the greatest crossover event since Avengers Endgame. Oh my god, please. Sword and Shield base set. (laughs) There's a lot in this picture. First of all, in the foreground, we have one set of Doug Trio scaring another Doug Trio. So we had six Diglets in the foreground. The ones on the right are <laughs> wide-eyed, which I don't think terrified. we have gotten to see. Uh, but did you notice what is in the background of this picture? It looks like a gladiator arena of Diglets in the background. No, no, wait. I just see. Is that a sweaty Diglet in the background? That is the sweaty Diglet. If you zoom in, that no is way. sweaty Diglet in the background. This is the greatest card I've ever seen. How did I miss this one? I mean, it's really tiny, but if you look very close, it is a sweaty Diglet in the back. It is. I mean, this is took the sweaty Diglet. This is <laughs> this is seven Diglets in one card. I'm telling you, it took more time to plan than setting up the Avengers and Thanos. All right, my last note I wanted to make for the cards kind of plays along that same line of how many uh, Doug Trios can you put on a card. I am very bummed that we never got a tag team of Doug Trio and Doug Tree Bro. Really upsetting. It would have been the perfect one. You really let me down. Uh, Especially because, because they did that. They were doing that as a trend. There's a Lowland yes. Muck and regular Muck. And a Lowland Raichu and regular Raichu. It would have been six Diglets, which technically would have been called a Doug Sexto. <laughs> it's not the first time we've heard that either. That's going to do it for that one. Hit me with some uh, info about the family to wrap it up for Diglett and Doug Trio. So as I said earlier, I mean, this is not the strongest Pokemon in the world. It is not known for its strength, but that doesn't mean that it didn't serve a role on a team. I yeah, was always using this the for floor with surge. Exactly. I was always using this for its earthquake and for its dig, especially as a kid. I loved dig and fly because they were evasive, but it shows you the different types of attackers you can have on a team. Even if it doesn't work post game, it definitely shows you that certain Pokemon have different roles. And this is the speedster. This is the one that can sneak in hits. So it definitely had a role. Uh, and not only that, this clearly piqued my interest 
in Pokemon cards twice because this is the Pokemon that got me into cards the first time around, the Diglett. Base set Alola definitely sparked my interest the second time around, you know, the next Great Awakening of looking at the cards again. It, I mean, it's it's just silly. It's a silly, fun Pokemon. It is not based off of a real animal. It reminds me of SpongeBob in that SpongeBob is a kitchen sponge, you know, not, not a sea sponge, and this is a whack-a-mole, not a real mole. I think the reason you and I get such a kick out of it is because this family is exactly what we like about Pokemon. It's it's just fun. Taking Pokemon seriously is not something that either of us is really interested in. We love to talk about it, but like clearly it's uh, just to have fun with it. Like neither of us is battling competitively or going to cards events or anything like that. This thing, this Pokemon is just funny. It's memorable. It sticks with you. And they have a weird design. It makes kind of no, no sense. sense. No but sense at it, all. It doesn't have to. Like, who cares? It Like, why would I think this much about something that doesn't warrant that much thinking? I know I'm, I, I'm not going to. The irony is palpable as we sit here saying, why would I think that much? You know, as we're <laughs> on a show where we spend upwards of an hour talking about an individual Pokemon family. But it's all just it's fun. But there's something fun about having to research parasitism, having to talk about sexual dimorphism and all these scientific terms. And then all of a sudden, we're just talking about whack-a-moles. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's kind of nice stupid. Break. And like the design, like the evolutionary design, I'm not going to sit here and say it's not lazy and dumb, but you know what? I kind of love it. And it I is, love the... It's distinctly Pokemon. Like, who else would have the audacity to do that? Really set a precedent, too. Like, sometimes you can just do the simple, like, the Magnemite to Magneton. I know you, you don't who? know who those are. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but, like, you can do those simple evolutions, and it works because this is not meant to be a serious thing. And I think this is a good establishment of you've gotten into the world, things are going to get weird, but we're going to have fun with it. And it's still instantly recognizable. Oh, yeah. And it really tells you something that if you saw three Diglets, you'd still be able to tell the difference between three Diglets standing relatively close together and a Dugtrio. You'd still know. Right, because three Diglets would have three bases because it's part of each individual Pokemon. Exactly. So you'd, you'd know. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for our discussion of Diglett and Dugtrio. All right. So coming up next, we are going to do our high hypothetical. It's time for Hypothetical. Today we have a discussion. Uh, this one was submitted by a fan through Instagram, so that's always awesome. Uh, he said, we're going to basically create your own idea for a Pokeball. So this one was brought to us by at Pokefan underscore Tom. Uh, his page is really cool. He does a lot of pack openings and other Pokemon related content. He even does cross-stitch and crafts, all this kind of cool stuff. And listeners, let us know, too, if you uh, think of a hypothetical. We'll we'll shout you guys out as well and use your hypothetical on the show, and we will also send you a sticker. So I will show you his idea first to kind of get the gears turning, uh, but the idea is just to come up with a specialty ball. You know how they have Ultra Ball, Great Ball, and now they have Nest Ball, Dusk Ball, so on and so forth. So his idea is the Evolution Ball. So basically, if you catch a basic or a stage one Pokemon, and it is able to evolve, it will evolve regardless of the other evolution method needed. 
So even if it would evolve by stone or by trade or whatever, I would definitely use that. That would be super helpful. Why don't you go ahead and share yours first? All right. So mine, I feel like it'll come at no surprise given the types that I like, but this is the spooky ball. Ooh, I like it. The spooky ball has two different things that it does. So this ball is extra effective in catching ghost type Pokemon or Pokemon that appear only at night. Like how we've seen in gold, like how Oddish only appears at night, Venomoth only appears at night, only nocturnal Pokemon. So not like not like the Dusk Ball where, you know, it just works at night. This has to work on Pokemon that only come out at night or ghosts. Okay. Works now as the bonus, if you use this ball instead as a held item and you give it to your lead Pokemon, it works as a repel. It'll repel low-level Pokemon away from you. Ooh, I like it. Since it's spooky. I, I, I kind of have one and a half. I would just like to uh, throw out, I would like my, my half one. I would like the opposite, like to kind of compound on what Pokefan and Tom said. I would like a de-evolution ball where you, Ooh, can that's catch, good too. you can catch a stage one or a stage two in the wild and it'll give you the previous evolution. That way, let's say I find a Parasect or a, uh, let's say I find a Venomoth in the oh, wild. Can bring it back to life. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> let's say I find a Venomoth in the wild. I could catch that with the de-evolution Pokeball. It would become a Venonat. And then in one level, when I evolve it, it's going to turn back into a Venomoth anyway. That way, it would help me complete my Pokedex. I would only yeah, have to... Yeah, you can to... fill the Pokedex out. The Pokeball that I would create, though, would be the Stone Ball. This would be designed for pokes that evolve using a stone, whether it be one of the Evolutions or Volpix or Growlithe, like we've talked about. And not only it would increase your chances for Pokemon in a family that use a stone, but also it would give you a small chance when you catch a poke that upon catching it, that poke would be holding the stone that it would use. Ooh, yeah, that that is cool. So it would be like uh, you only get like a handful throughout the game. You'd have to find them. But like if you save that to catch a Vulpix, you have a, a small chance, like a... 5% chance or something that when you catch it, it's already going to be holding a Firestone ready to go. That is awesome. It's definitely in line with what exists. I think any of these could work as real world ideas. Yeah, I, I hope that we do get to see some more new Pokeballs as time goes on. I'm sure we will. They love adding stuff. That's going to wrap it up for episode 21, where we talked about Diglett and Dugtrio. I am truly happy that we finally got to talk about these. This is like starting to get into pokes that have some significance and stand out and are kind of like memorable and or important to us. Yeah, these have character. It's just, yeah, it's just awesome to see something that couldn't exist in any world other than Pokemon. You know what else it isn't? A bug. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not a bug. <laughs> we got that going for it. Well, follow us on Instagram. Send us some comments, some feedback. Share the show with any of your friends who like Pokemon or 90s nostalgia or just video games yeah. in general. Act like you're playing Whack-A-Mole and smash that, uh, what is it, follow button or like button, you know, yeah, for these, our posts. These just get more and more painful every time, but <laughs> somehow I think I love them more and more every time. <laughs> you know what I mean. Go on our Instagram and like look at the things that we post. Alright, that's gonna do it for this episode. I'm Ben. And I'm Andy. Thanks for listening. See ya.